From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here with Matt Doan, and we are post-reach week, so yes. we've probably got a punchy Matt Doan today. Eh? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, it felt such a good week. I just loved every part of it, but I also am feeling a little... Little tired here the day after. Yeah, I was think I was calling um, I was calling Reach Week um, Missions VBS. It is, you know, because yeah. it's just like it's not. There's not a lot of things where you have an activity almost every day. Yeah, we actually really try to not do that at Calvary. Like right. it's gonna, but it's simplify. It, yeah, but it's important that when we have all the missionaries in town and right. we want this big focus, and so yeah. it's good. It's a good thing. It's not bad, but it's um, just a lot. It is, man, and especially for you as the primary leader in that area. Yeah, our team loves every part of it but yeah it's, it's it's just day after day like you're saying and that's yeah. because we only have a lot of our missionaries are in town for four to eight days so it's yeah. like oh, i want to take advantage of that and then there's Absolutely. different types of groups too that we want to connect our missionaries to from yeah. kids to seniors so all that involves a lot yeah exactly and that's probably more felt by you and your team yeah but the church is not coming to the family no, fun night no. and the you know right. like the saturday morning thing or whatever right. yeah anyway uh, <laughs> uh, but i am a little punchy so ask me anything oh yes all right so you were telling me just before we recorded <laughs> oh, that, no, this is what that you <laughs> yeah let's just go right into it all right. right before we recorded he was telling me that he was getting some feedback from someone close to him in his yes. life that mm. as he chews gum that he makes like a sound or something like that. Yeah. So and then I just well hold on let me let me fill fill in the blanks because then I just heard you swallow with like now we had microphones and our headphones on but you swallowed some coffee and it was kind of like almost deafening in my ears. <laughs> side side note, I got this Yeti uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, it's the best travel mug. That's a nice one. I mean, you literally can pour coffee into this thing. Not touch it for like eight hours. Yep. And it's cold. But six hours, it's hot. <laughs> that was a weird way to say that. <laughs> well, when I said eight hours. That's a little extreme. Oh, okay, I was, okay, okay. I, I was realizing cold. I was exaggerating halfway through that sentence. But, but yeah, five, right. six hours keeps your coffee hot. It's amazing. Yeah. What's that? Is that branded with something? Yeah. Is that a says, giveaway from somebody? Oakland A's. Oh, yeah. That's the Oakland A's yes. one. Thank you for that shout out. I have a greater your mission one, but it yes. has a. The only thing I don't like about it is it has a handle on it, uh-huh. which I don't like the handle. I don't need that. Well, handle makes it difficult when you put it in like your cup, cup holder yes. of your car. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it does keep it nice. Yeah. So anyways, I was, just deflect. Si- I was sipping yeah. some coffee <laughs> out of my nice Yeti and yes. uh, you go, that's so loud. It's so loud. <laughs> that's my voice for you. <laughs> you just quiet it down. <laughs> I like that. Should we try and do the podcast in each other's voices? Hey, hey. Oh, I don't even know how to do your voice. <laughs> but also, when you said I do me. this, I, or oh, yeah, no, you no, do, I hit you, the yeah, arms of the chair, clothes. and that's yeah. a lot. I can't hear it. You can't hear it? I can't. Wait, I, I, mean, I, think, can, I can sort of hear it, but it doesn't bug me. Okay, wait, what if I do it? Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, you can hear that a lot yes. now, right? So it's just yourself. So you can't hear yourself doing something <laughs> I think annoying. that's my problem. <laughs> because, so as you're alluding to... My sweet wife, who's listening to this, because she's saying she's listening every week now wow. on her commute. I tried to keep her out of it, but you brought her. It was, that's your that's your decision. To yeah, bring her but in. she said, and this is agreed upon by my kids, that <laughs> when I chew gum, I often will go, and I'll. Sorry, I had to do that. I had to slobbery? demonstrate that. You get slobbery I, when you chew gum. I don't know. I I, I guess, <laughs> but I have no idea I'm doing that. Yeah, and so she'll even say like, "You're doing it again." I'm like, ah, oh no. Yeah, see, you gotta, you have to have people in your life that are willing to say the hard things, though. Yep. Like that, because so I've told my kids, like, hey, tell me if I have, if I like have hair grown out of my ears or nose, <laughs> and I'm not taking care of that. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to be the person that just doesn't realize, but they got a forest yeah. just growing out of their <laughs> nose holes. Right. That's coming for both of us, brother. <laughs> okay. Question on this. I was having coffee uh, with a Calvary person last week. Okay. And uh, they spilled a little coffee on their lawn beard. Oh, yeah. So I know that eliminates about half of <laughs> three-fourths of calorie. But yeah. if you have a long beard, this could be you. And there was <laughs> coffee. There's like a drip on their beard. Ooh. But I didn't say anything. 
we just kept talking. Yeah. Now, do you think you owe it as a friend to say, Hey, you got something on you? Or is it just like no big deal? I think most of the time you should say something. Okay. There's a, there's a friend of mine that eats salads and <laughs> like in the process of eating the salad, I struggle because while we're eating the salad, there's just constantly salad in their teeth. <laughs> But like, I feel like I shouldn't have to say anything until the end of the meal. Okay. Cause it's a process. Yeah. I feel like they're working on it. And so it's like, if we're driving away and I don't say something, then it's on me. Okay. But I just gotta, it's, I gotta suffer through it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. It might even depend on the level of relationship, right? Like if that's yeah. my kids or my wife or my brother, it's like, Oh, Hey, hey. Oh yeah. But I don't know if it's someone that. Don't know as well. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. My kids are brutal with me, honestly. <laughs> yeah, they're just completely brutal. So if I if something looks bad or whatever, they're like, "Dad, you look fat," you know. And I'm just like, "Ugh." <laughs> yes. So you know, but I feel again. I feel like that's actually kind of like the greatest form of love at some level. Sure. <laughs> but intimacy no yes. filter so marie is is trying to help you yeah see she doesn't want you doing that you know there's like always that kid in the class that would make a weird sound like that when you're little and that kid just is got serious self-esteem issues today and you know like we're just trying to help people I think that was me. <laughs> oh, man so listeners right, tune in start. for reach week stuff and you're getting yeah bodily sounds and, good stuff. yeah no but so yeah that's important we got some stats finally on the pod no 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 why do you want to talk about that we have more than one listener yeah we do have more than one listener so thank you everybody yeah, yeah we do we have at least seven no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no but it does seem like there's around a, we'll, we'll be we'll, triple we'll digits be real, but it does seem like there's around 150 people that listen to this thank you Amazing. yeah we are grateful to you for listening to this now does it do does it keep track of how long they listen uh, at least the thing I was looking at does not. I think <laughs> this is like without even me with like the membership looking at those numbers. Okay. So I think it, you can look up that more. Okay. But they don't give me access to that kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. they probably shouldn't. No. Yeah, they probably shouldn't. You're right. But we can look. <laughs> and it doesn't tell you. What I'm more curious about is like how many people listen, how often those people listen. So is oh. it really that there's a couple hundred people or a few hundred people and they only listen like two times a month? Right. Or something like that. Yeah. So anyway, kind of like church attendance. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't even know if it's like, oh, whoops, hit the wrong, hit the wrong podcast and then get out. And oh, then, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's next to their favorite podcast. <laughs> right. They just accidentally hit it with their thumb. Right. Or if they subscribe to it and it just goes on to their oh. like Spotify or Apple Music or something. Right. And they don't actually listen to it. Yeah. When does it appear on my thing? These are probably questions that. There are people that actually know the answers. <laughs> and hey, we'd love if you would email us at podcast at calvarylife.org. <laughs> well, which again, we have zero. Emails. I heard one time, and I don't know how accurate this is to this day, but like the emails we send out as a church, there's like a 33% open rate. Yep. Yep. So yep. even if people subscribe to it, they don't necessarily open it. Right. Correct. Correct. And that's like supposed to be actually pretty good. Oh, really? I think if you get half the people to open your emails mm -hmm. from like a business or organization mm -hmm. type of email, that's, I mean, that's like legendary. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Do you have, do you have consistent emails you get that you don't have the heart to unsubscribe to, but you also don't read? Oh yeah. Even just this morning, I went on my phone and just like deleted without opening 150 emails from, Whoa. from my, not from my work account, but from my personal one. But that yeah. has all the like... You know, when you 10% 10, 10 like, off this thing, yeah, yeah, all the online shopping stuff or Probably, whatever. So I'm guessing for you, it's like biker shorts. And <laughs> <laughs> there is that, there is that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of triathlon related content there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, which you, this is your, fault. I brought you, it up. You, uh, you opened it up for so, the line yeah, of questioning. You're, you're in the, you're in the home stretch here, That's but this right. rain's got to be tough to train in. The rain has been making it difficult yeah. about 12 days out as of recording for a half Ironman in Oceanside, California mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. April fool's day, mm -hmm. but it's real. And so, yeah, yeah. But I've uh, been, been going for it as much as I can. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, I just met a new couple in our church. They've been coming just for a few weeks here and uh, they're ultra marathoners. Whoa. Cool. So she's doing a 50 miler in Santa Barbara in a couple weeks. Really? And then he's going to try for the hundred miler. Nice. In one day. Wait, you got to introduce me to these people. Yeah. yeah. And we got to introduce them to 
to Liz Clark because uh, she is the. I've already mentioned it. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> hundred miles. I think I get tired driving a hundred miles. I do get tired driving hundred <laughs> miles. I know. Running that. I know. It's yeah. It's crazy because I just I think about biking that far and it's kind of takes takes a long yeah. time. It takes a does take a, actually a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a whole day almost. <laughs> so anyway, That's crazy. All right, let's should we get back into yep. Reach Week stuff? Let's. Um, Let's start with the first Sunday Mm -hmm. and thinking about Brian Smith's message, which was pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. What were your initial thoughts? Yeah. The idea of blessed to be a blessing. I mean, Brian just told a little bit of his story of Mm -hmm. um, being in uh, Eastern Europe country area Mm -hmm. and really feeling like God had called them there, had left a job in business that was pretty, I don't, he didn't get a ton into it, but it was pretty lucrative. He was Mm -hmm. doing well. Uh, down San Diego area, felt called to reach an unreached people group. They get trained for this language. They have some effectiveness building relationships. And then it all kind of gets pulled out from underneath them yeah. right before uh, kind of even just war broke out in that area, like January of that year. Yeah. And then they had to come home. Yeah. Yeah. Being 10 year deportation. That's brutal. Yeah. But what I love is like the passion never stopped. And yes. you could see the passion actually when he was talking about, and he was getting teary mm-hmm. when um, talking about people that he had been reaching out to, but yeah. hasn't been able to continue that. Right? right. Yeah. 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 So that that was just powerful to hear his heart, mm-hmm. his f- focus, vision on reaching those who have never heard, and then kind of turned the tables on us, all of us as a church, and yeah. said, "Okay, what's your role? What are you going to do?" Yeah. Loved it. It was inspiring to me. Yeah. I love that he's on our team. Yeah. And even kind of help people understand there's been a little bit of confusion. I've heard even last week of like, wait, who's doing what? Mm -hmm. So Brian's full time on our team as of January 1st. Mm -hmm. So he gets this 10 year, we can't get back into that country. So we started Mm -hmm. this conversation right between us and, uh, and him of like, Hey, what would we like to join staff? And so he's jumped on board. And so he'll be doing a lot of our global stuff, uh, right alongside me. And then I'm kind of more on the local side now. He'll be doing more of the global side. We'll both kind of be collaborating together. Yeah. Um, just point person on point people on that for our team. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he is what a joy to have him on this staff, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty great. Pretty great. And if you didn't get a chance to hear that, that was March 12th. Yeah. So if you go to like calvarylife.org and go to sermons, you, yeah. know, you can find that there and our YouTube channel for Calvary Church because that's a good way to be able to access that kind of stuff yeah. is even there. And just really encourage you to listen or watch that because I think it will just even help you think about like, I don't know, I just think it gets you in the right headspace and, mm-hmm. and heart space at some level of mm-hmm. just, um, you know, how can I respond to all of this? Yeah. And I, I do have a role. And I think that you that his passion just like, I think it is inspiring. Totally. So, yeah, it came through for sure. And we had talked about this a, a few weeks ago on the pod, but like the idea of that Psalm 67, like kind of jumped out of nowhere for me, at least yes. with this idea of like, whoa, I didn't even see this Psalm before in relations to missions and even to the, you know, Aaronic blessing yeah. of number six. Yeah. So yeah. it's all tied together right there. So it was a great passage to for him yeah. to go over and for kind of the theme of our week. Yeah. So good. So good. It was a really powerful Sunday morning with just kicking off like the for everybody i know there's other Mm -hmm. other events but this is kind of like the where you get like the tons of people that are part of it. right and even to go back a little bit so friday night we did our hispanic ministry dinners that's kind of a traditional thing we do where Mm -hmm. our spanish speaking um um, ministry gets together has a meal we hear from a missionary this year is a little unique usually it's one of our spanish speaking missionaries oh yeah this year it was steve meeker who's learning spanish doesn't quite feel comfortable to to preach in it yet uh he'll get there though i think he will but um but he shared along with his wife, Jenny, they had a translator named Juan and it was so powerful. He was sharing about just the good news of Jesus and why it compels us to go to hard places. And Juan, his translator, like had to stop and just started tearing up hmm. as he's hearing this, the good news of what Jesus has done. It's like he had heard it for the first time all over again. Right. Was that wait just cause was it hitting you? Like, was it especially yeah. moving what Steve was saying? Yeah. Or was it yeah. just hitting like, no, no, I, I don't know. I'm trying to understand whole, the moment. Yeah, kind of the whole room. Yeah. You know, translation's difficult because Super you're difficult. We talked about you, this like just a couple yeah. episodes ago, especially if you're listening to, if you know both languages. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, ah. Um, that's not me, but <laughs> I think for the people in the room yeah. and in that moment of such a powerful moment, the whole room, I think was feeling that emotion. Mm. So 
that was just like, whoa, God's up to something. And then the next day, we didn't really get to talk about this publicly, but the next day, our Spanish ministry had a evangelism training, mm-hmm. and they had like fifty people come. Yeah, it's and amazing. they went out into the, like the laundromats and parks of Santa Ana, so and good. just started sharing about the Lord with people. And that's part of like a larger effort um, in Santa Ana. There's a bunch of churches getting together to start these kind of evangelism Saturdays. Oh, okay. So it's kind of old school, just yeah. kind of confrontational, meaning you just walk up to somebody and say, "Hey, can I talk to you about God yeah. or, or spiritual things?" So confrontational, not that you're trying to get an argument, but that you're just kind of coming cold into the yeah, yeah, into yeah. the um, conversation meeting. But there's a bunch of churches that are kind of getting on board to try this. So it'd be kind of interesting. interesting to see where it goes. Is that mostly among Spanish speakers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly Spanish speaking Spanish churches. churches okay. but yeah. That's so, cool. That's uh, interesting. So yeah, so that was Friday night. And then Saturday we had our kickoff dinner and Jacqueline uh, was awesome. She's from Crew. Yeah. Lived here for a long time, but then Crew actually moved all of their ministry operations to Florida. So she moved there. Um, and just a powerful testimony of her husband, Warren, uh, who passed away. They were both at that point, I think their, their kids weren't even teenagers yet. Mm-hmm. So they were just a young family. Her husband passes away. And at that point she had every right, like peace out. I, I serve the Lord. Well, they've been mm-hmm. in several countries. I think I'm just going to go raise my kids and start a new life. But yeah. she's like, no, I'm, we're called to this. So That's rad. She stayed in it with Jesus Film and has gotten to play a really cool role um, in their organization ministry. And then we just got to celebrate 2,000 languages that have been translated into that film, which is kind of crazy because have you seen the film? Uh, yeah. Well, it's been a while, but yeah, I've seen I mean, it. It's, yeah. it's dated. It's like yeah. from yeah. the 70s. For sure. Um, not ton, I mean, I think it was like $6 million to make, but it wasn't like a ton of production value, yeah. at least yeah. from what we know, like yeah. how we're used to. And it's like God just has his yeah. hand on this film. I know. Because I remember I asked somebody involved with like involved with Jesus film. I was like, so, I mean, you've got to have plans to update it, right? You've got to, you've got uh, to. And they were kind of just like, no, no, yeah. it's, it's working. And it's not really for an English context as much yeah. anymore. It's about, it's like, it's a, it's essentially like a Bible translation project totally. more than it is like a media project right. or something. And that's, what's so cool about the 2000 languages thing. Yeah. Cause it's. It's a visual because it's it's the legit because people don't understand that it's the words of Luke. Yeah. And so it's using exactly the gospel. It's not of like Luke. the chosen. That's kind of like fills right. in the gaps. This is just right. literally. Right. Yeah. Scripture. And, yeah. So just plain scripture with visual attached to mm-hmm. it, which is cool because it's just like then what you're doing is just taking and, sh- and basically showing people the Bible yeah. instead of just trying to get them to read it. Right. Because there's especially for. Um, like lower literate, lower literacy rates in yeah. different cultures yeah. and societies, right? Well, yeah. This was kind of hitting me of like, like sometimes these people groups have never seen a movie yeah. subtitled in their language or dubbed in their language yeah. right, in their entire life. Yeah. Because it's such a minority language is not something that, you know, you would take Star Wars or Titanic and like, okay, it's worth doing in this small, yep. you know, language for a hundred thousand people. Yeah. But they've gotten to experience that. It's yeah, so that cool? cool. Yeah. Somebody asked John Waters, uh, one of our missionaries, uh, yesterday at an event I was at. They said, "Okay, John, you're the translation expert." Yeah. And I've had a question I've always wanted to ask you, and he goes, "What language will they speak in heaven?" Uh, <laughs> that's good. I know. Huh? <laughs> what do you think? Oh, I just did. Uh, I just did your gum thing. Oh no, it's spreading. Uh, <laughs> Man, I know. That's such an interesting question because I was like, is it Hebrew? No, it's obviously English. <laughs> <laughs> but like old English? Yeah. King James version? <laughs> Come thou, fountain of blessing. I know. Yeah, my brain goes to like Hebrew or could uh-huh. it be Greek? But like feels like God's chosen people spoke Hebrew. Right. But we're, what did, and what did Adam and Eve speak? Yes. That's the other crazy question because that's pre. Babel. Yeah. Pre Babel, pre, yeah. Pre, what's, what was the pre Babel language? Oh, so that's maybe that's it. Yeah. 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 Whatever. I bet that's it. John had a really, John Waters had a really good response to this. He just said, okay. you know, I wonder, you know, part of sins infiltrated everything. Yeah. So obviously that's how the language is. People got separated, but maybe. With, uh, with the removal of sin in eternity with the Lord, the languages he said are maybe a lot more closer than we think, oh, but maybe just in our own, interesting. <laughs> you know, broken yeah, world yeah. systems, minds, we just huh. can't see how commonality 
I don't know. Yeah. It was kind of an interesting answer. It is interesting to think about how languages are essentially like a curse type thing. Yeah. The fact of different languages. Right. Kind of like pain of childbirth is like a is a result of the the curse. Yeah. But then a little while later, the babel sort of curse, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. Right? Was this like different languages. That's an interesting it is. thing too. That is that not good? Is that essentially because yeah. if God created everything and it was good, yeah. then was it not good? But then it also like blows your mind because then you have like <laughs> were were there other cultures like happening yeah. during the time of Adam and Eve, yeah. which is all like kind of I know Bible brain, Project can, talks about that, that can blow your brain up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. John's not John Waters, but uh, John the Apostle has this vision in Revelation where he says there's tribes, tons, I think it says languages. So there was some sense as he gets a vision tons. of heaven mm-hmm. of different wording languages or you know something he's hearing. Yeah, yeah, but interesting. And not to, I don't know if that means that that was a universal. Like if he just observed, like, oh, those are different types of looking people or right, right. I don't know. I mean, people that would have yeah. spoke different that's what, language, that's what I'm trying languages, to say. Yeah. but now they speak the same and right. they're singing holy, holy, holy or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's an interesting thought. I like that. I had a friend, uh, she goes here to Calvary and she says, I don't know what it is, but just in my ministry, God gives me just supernatural ability to understand languages that I'm not even really that good at when it, when it's like needed, like she's a counselor and she like comes alongside people in trauma. She's like, I can just understand like what? Vietnamese or I can, or I can like get it what? in those moments. I know it was crazy. Oh my goodness. I, need wish, to I, more I wish this. I had that. Yeah, really? Yeah. You need that for your job. <laughs> I feel like I have the opposite <laughs> gifting. <laughs> Languages are said. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's oh. so funny. <laughs> I know that's funny. Although like once you get to too many languages, like you're in your your role, you oversee like and, and or support whatever sure. people from like many many different language groups. Yeah. But like it's kind of like, I remember B was teaching um, a couple years at a public middle school, and she taught a class that was for like non English speakers. Yeah, but you can't get you you start to think like Spanish or whatever, and but her class had fifteen or something like that different languages wow. spoken by kids in that class, and so it was a very strict rule that you were not allowed to speak um, Spanish hmm. because maybe there were you know fifteen mm-hmm. that spoke Spanish and then fifteen that spoke some other language, yeah. and that was just like super unfair then to those kids. Sure. So you had to just you know yeah. So it's like you could learn Spanish, which would probably be the best language to yeah. learn here in SoCal, but you know it's not. That's not cool sometimes too. You right, know? right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or yeah. best. Yeah. The try the world's come to us <laughs> in so many ways here in SoCal. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's just a thought, just thought that was asked to John Water. That was interesting. And then yeah, going back to Sunday, we had Brian, Sharon, and then yeah. we had eighteen life groups that hosted missionaries, which was cool. That's really cool. I don't know if you guys even know this, but there's just a ton of life groups on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Encourage you if you're not in something at eleven, jump in. Like yeah. You know, sometimes I get it. Like Sundays are a busy day. Weekends are busy. And maybe you come to church at nine in the English speaking or you go to the Spanish speaking church at 11. But yeah. you're like, oh, I'm tired. I don't know if I can do another hour thing. But I don't know. I love it. I've yep. it's been a discipline of ours. And you're like, well, you're the pastor. Of course, you have to do that. But <laughs> no, I, it's just it's it's enjoyable to be with a group of people in a smaller setting. Yeah, that's cool. So we had 18 different missionaries sharing. That was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a great way to be able to hear just a little bit more of, I don't know, just from each, from mm-hmm. di- from different ones, like a little bit deeper of their totally. story. Yeah. Because that's my favorite part of each week is just being able to hear yeah. people's stories yeah. and how it's going. And it's like so cool because some of these people are in just wild contexts yeah. or they've done some really, really interesting things yeah. or they're currently doing something really interesting, even if they're in a place that feels more normal or something, yeah. you know, not exotic like, or something. And our group, yeah. Don Ellis shared about, he lived, grew up at almost 6,000 feet huh. in the mountains of Mexico. But the little tienda store that his parents would send him up to, to get stuff was another 2000 feet up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so he would climb. Yeah. And this might be an embellished, maybe it was only 500 feet, I don't know. But, but no, he would climb up there, grab all the groceries, put them on his back, and then come oh, back wow. down the mountain. Like, that was how he lived <laughs> as a kid. Like, just crazy. I know, that really is wild. Kind of puts in perspective when you're like, oh, I got to go to 
Yes. Ralph's right now. Or yes. Vaughn. Does Ralph still exist? Vaughn's, whatever. Uh, whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Normal groceries. We have, it's crazy like when you think about it, because like where I live in Tustin, yeah. I feel like I can just drive yeah. a quarter of a mile and be in six different grocery stores. Yeah. It's just, it's insane. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, we have so much. And then we're like, oh, it's, why did that one open? I wish a different one opened. Right. Or something, you know, like, good grief, what's wrong with us? Yeah. yeah. So many places in the world, it's just the all day effort to get yeah. water. Yeah. Or to get food supplies. Yeah, know? it's true. Huh. It's true. And there was the, the Corey Ten Boom musical. Yeah. And we don't have to cover like every single sure. thing of the entire week. But um, I was proud of those good. guys, though, because yeah, really good. I don't think we've done a live like play type thing here at Calvary since pre COVID. Is that possible? Yeah, I would think you're right. I, I, I mean, think. I, I don't know. Fact check on that. Outside but of school stuff. Yeah. yeah. School, the school stuff. And we've done like a cup. We've done hymn scenes and stuff. But Oh, sure. But yeah, it was fun just to see people of Calvary using their giftings. That's cool. Hearing her story a little bit. And she, Corey Timboom's like World War II legend. She's buried right down the street at Fairhaven. That's so weird and like, interesting. Not, not like weird, but I interesting, know. weird. Yeah, Two yeah. plots away from the Samzik family. Oh, yeah. Which wow. is, you know, part of the history of Calvary, Michael Samzik. Yes. Sixth pastor, fifth pastor of Calvary, fourth pastor. I don't know. What are you? I don't know the numbers. Are you I seven? Honestly, I, think it, I think it might I be think seven. I think you're the seven. <laughs> Whoa. What? It's number of perfection. Oh, good grief. You stop. <laughs> we all know that's not true. Uh, yeah, just take a poll. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then my... Like my favorite part, which like I guess we can give you guys a little inside baseball, but um, my favorite part of Reach Week is this retreat we go on with the missionaries. Yeah, and uh, we were able to go to this little place in Malibu Canyon um, this year, uh, which is a cool little camp. Like simple, but but great. Yeah, um, it was dumping rain almost the entire time, so we dumping. spent a lot of time inside one yeah. one room. Uh, but, <laughs> but even then, it like didn't matter. Like it was great, just so awesome to hang out with. I don't know, there's probably like thirty missionaries or something. Yeah. I don't know, something like that there. And then our pastoral staff was there uh, as well, and so just again hearing like how they're really doing, mm-hmm. and just getting into chats with people, and mm-hmm. yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. It's. So we found this little Salvation Army camp a few years ago. It, we'd gotten snowed out of the mountains. Um, we try to do this every year. Yep. And so it was Rebecca Pasmina, one of our partners in Ecuador. She was with us, and she she got on a plane to go back to Ecuador, and someone on her plane, somehow they struck a conversation, hmm. and they're like, oh, you should try this camp in the Malibu Canyon. And <laughs> yeah. so she emailed that back to us. We'd never heard of it. Right. Went up there, and the place is awesome. It's where they filmed MASH. Oh, yeah, that's right. 1970 show. I love that show, actually. So when you hear Malibu, you think, like, whoa, super fancy or something. But it's not. It's it's rustic, but it's it's a really neat location in those hills. Yeah, it's like three miles from the beach or something Mm -hmm. like that, just up into the canyon. Yeah. Yeah, it's really neat. So, yeah, part of the hope and point of that time is just for our pastoral staff to care for our missionaries Mm -hmm. and vice versa, too. Mm -hmm. You know, the missionaries at Calvary— as a corporate whole are probably on the older side right now, which is something we got to keep, <laughs> keep even just painting the vision for of mm-hmm. just um, having new generations mm-hmm. come up in missions. But um, well, it our, also tends to be that the younger ones are not coming yeah. to the retreat as often because yeah. a lot of the retired folks come to the retreat. Right. And so anyway, yeah, yeah that's yeah, a good yeah, that's point. Part of, that's part of it too. But our staff is kind of a younger staff. I'd say yeah. at least as we get older, I call them younger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it was really just cool dynamic of our older missionaries caring for pouring into our younger staff too. Mm-hmm. So I love that part of it. Yep. And then we got to hear from Lanny Aronson, legend in missions, just yep. director of African Inland Mission for many, many years. He and his wife, Carla, just gave a great talk on Monday night. Mm-hmm. And then you shared kind of state of the church on Tuesday, yep. which was super helpful, encouraging for everybody. It's good. And then Lloyd Peckham led us in communion on Wednesday. So just inside baseball, right? But it's just like, yep. it's just really significant that time. One thing I loved that Lanny um, and Carla were sharing is, you know, they had been in some significant roles, like leadership type roles, yeah. and also did some like kind of missionary work themselves. Sure. Right. Like, like, uh, anyway, but you know, like in, in Africa and all mm-hmm. that, and then you're leading and you're kind of going from place to place and, um, and in leadership, but then they've been retired for a while now and it has, that has not stopped their ministry yeah. at all. They are still totally. going hard for ministry, like reaching yeah evangelism caring for people had 
like a sort of semi-homeless person like living in their basements yeah. for a while and like just taking risks like because that's the thing like missionaries are people too that like often are willing yeah. to take risks for ministry like you might just be like people probably think like what you had somebody just come and live in your home and right and they even said they were kind of freaked out by that and sure. it couldn't last forever right it was just for a season but they were willing to take some some risks yeah. and, and so even in that like retirement mode of life and mm-hmm. i just think that's so like inspiring to me and i hope that is even to you as you're listening that like your impact has nothing to do with your age or your job yeah. what stage of life you're in you can make impact at any of those stages totally yeah whether yeah. like you said if lanny overseen what 700 800 missionaries yeah yeah to exactly. now just caring for the one caring yeah. for the person in front of him yeah he told us something funny too we were just asking like, hey what are some of your hobbies you guys how do you kind of even just rest and ministry and he goes I built a tree fort. Yeah. <laughs> he did. So Lanny at, in his seventies yeah. built a tree fort in his backyard. I just yeah. think that's awesome. I think it's super awesome too. <laughs> and it just was like, not for his grandkids or whatever. It was just like for himself. Yeah. Right. Just to have fun. That's a new goal right there. <laughs> Didn't you always want a tree fort when you were growing up? I know. I know. Totally did. Yes. Totally did. I was trying, I don't think I actually ever had one, but I had a couple friends that had like a little tree house or whatever, you know? So it was fun. We had one. Oh, you did? And then my neighbor, Michael Demetrius, fell out of it, broke his arm, <gasps> and my dad tore it down. Oh, they didn't try to, like, sue you or something. They weren't like that kind I of people. I don't know. Oh, you're not sure? <laughs> That's a different story. <laughs> That's what's brutal about this day and age is, like, all that kind of stuff ends up resulting in that, yeah, you know, true. which is lame. But I know. We would do crazy stuff. <laughs> So yeah, we had a nice time with there, and then we moved over to Wednesday. I don't know how much you want to get into all the rest of I mean, it, we don't but to, it's like, like just debrief every activity. Yeah, but it's yeah. just it's just great having our missionaries yeah. interact with our the yeah. people of Calvary. So Calvary people, thank you for jumping into mm-hmm. the things you did. And if you didn't get a chance to, I know sometimes there's spring breaks that pop up around Reach Week, or there's just different things that pull you away. But I encourage you when these weeks pop up, like it's just a great opportunity for you to rub shoulders with people who, like you've said, have said yes. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily heroes, but they've just said yes to God's call. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're around that, it just inspires you to also say yes to mm-hmm. the callings of your life. Yep, exactly. I think that's like a huge way for us to respond. And I think the other thing I was picking up on this week is how many of them are like receptive and listening to the Lord's prompting, like Mm. to to say yes. But even like in the midst of their ministry life, they're, they're really deeply in prayer. And I feel like they're deeply seeking out the Holy Spirit's guidance for Mm -hmm. them. And like, you hear kind of like crazy stories from them as they're willing to, um, as they're willing to listen and then respond. Yeah. Christy Faber really just feeling like she was like walking by a kid that was just, you know, just thought that kid was just kind of a like nerdy bookworm or whatever, right. but ended up just turning around. I think after being like a half mile past her, because yeah. God was just prompting her, no, you're supposed to go talk to her. And yeah. this girl was just suffering from loneliness mm-hmm. and she really was able to minister to her yeah. and, you know, stuff like that. And Amazing. there's even another story that Brian Smith told that I almost don't even want to tell you guys, but I'm just <laughs> going to say it's going to come at some point, you yeah. know, <laughs> such a good story <laughs> stage yeah. from Calvary or whatever. Yeah. But, but I think that, the central theme of all of those is they're in prayer yep. and they're listening for the Lord's leading. And then they respond when there's a prompting Yep, and then boom. Yeah. Crazy I, stuff I will happens. tell this story briefly, but yeah. yeah, John Clark who shared the second Sunday did a great job as well. Just telling a little bit of his story yeah. and then challenging us to, you know, even just step out. But one of the things he talked about was a guy he called bill <laughs> yeah. uh, for security purposes who called him up out of the nowhere, somehow found his phone number on like the, on the church website or something in Mali, Africa. It's like, Hey, I'm, I'm a Muslim jihadist. Yeah. I'm interested in Jesus. So they start this phone kind of discipleship conversation over the course of several weeks. The guy places his faith in Christ (laughs) and says, can I meet you? Mm -hmm. And then John and Julie had this like, okay, is this, are we being set up? Do we step out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so John said, I don't know if you totally caught it, if you were here, but, um, um, Westerners have a $3 million bounty on their head. So if you kidnap a Westerner, the going rate is $3 million to ransom them back. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so that's just what he lived. That's what they live with on a yeah. day-to-day basis. Yeah, In fact, crazy. there was just a guy from Mali released, um, this morning Oh wow. who had been in captivity for six years, uh, missionary in Niger, uh, Mali area. Wow. So it happens. Yeah. So this guy says, Hey, can I meet with you in person? 
Yep. And then John and Julie have to kind of seek the Lord, like, God, mm-hmm. is this, are you calling us to trust you and step into this? Mm-hmm. He does. The guy ends up wanting to get baptized. And then John didn't explain this part, but I've seen this with my own eyes. They got baptized in the Niger River. It's like, I don't say this like kindly, but it's muddy, yeah. dirty. People just throw their trash into oh, it. Yeah. And it runs through the central part of the capital city of Mali, Bamako. So there's tons of people just walking by with carts and on their way to their house or this market or what. So it's very public. Mm. And John baptizes this former Muslim in the Niger in front of kind of a public view. I mean, that's like, that's so that's cool. gutsy, man. Yeah, like so that's cool. that, they could have been like beat up yeah. in an instant for that. Yeah. And uh, just went for it. Trusting the Lord, hearing promptings from mm. God. That's so cool. That's just an incredible story. Cause I mean, you hear this word jihadist and you know, that's sort of like bad, but that means they want to kill you <laughs> if you're a Christian. Like that's their, that's yeah. the whole point of being a jihadist, right? right. Like is, yeah, not just because Muslim people fine, you know, but yeah. Muslim jihadist, that's, yeah. that's just wild. Yeah, but that, yeah. that, uh, so it's so cool to see how God just moves in, in people of that are as far, as far as possible mm-hmm. away. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. I lo- and then you can also see maybe even a little bit in some of these things we've been saying of why we sometimes, you know, turn off the live stream or we refer sure. to people by first name only or, yeah. you know, some stuff like that, because that's that's because, you know, like 10 year deportations and yeah. possible six years of being kidnapped. Right. And so we don't want that to happen. Yeah. But they're willing to take those risks. But you don't want to be like. Yeah, yeah. Well, you want to be smart about how you handle yourself. Yeah, I have a brother that's um, in missions, and he had an opportunity to go to. Um, um, let me say this: he was in a really gnarly Middle Eastern country. Yeah, yeah. And um, when he got there, he um, was in the capital city, and they had like a minder for him, like a guy that would kind of like oh, yeah. tour him around, but kind of keeping their eye on him. Mm-hmm. And the guy told my brother, he goes, "Yeah, I googled googled you." just before you came, just to make sure you weren't some like Christian radical. And so, I mean, interesting. That just happens, right? Google's accessible. (laughs) Yeah. And if you Google like one of us, it's just like pastor, like stuff is just going to pop up from our website or, you know, just everywhere. And so we're just like instantly male model athlete. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, It's just like vocalist, Iron Man poster boy. (laughs) Oh yeah. And then also pastor pops up. It's more like Iron Man brand is like ashamed or it's like, the, or it's the picture that says anyone can do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's kind of a new world. Like in yeah. some ways, like people ask us like how, like I haven't got at something yesterday. Like how come you don't do like videos of all your missionaries, like post like little get to know you videos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we'd love to do more of that. But there also is just some of those yeah, security things. We have to be kind of care- trying to trust God, but also just want to be wise. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And some of them even are in a place that's fine, but they just don't know even like what their next call could be sure. or could they shift or yeah. could their country shift? You know, you could be, uh, um, you know, I don't know. You can mm-hmm. just be anywhere and kind of the, the situation shifts, let's mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's kind of wild yeah um but yeah yeah john was fun man he was john clark was super fun he had all sorts <laughs> of crazy stories and um just his life of going from yeah you know being a being in this like hospitality kind of disney connected industry yep and and then just boom i'm out yep yep going to going to africa i know so <laughs> 20 plus years ago yeah and then even and even when he got there saying i'm not a missionary or pastor like i'm just here to be an it guy or like yeah, to be yeah, like yeah. behind the scenes and yet the lord just kept kind of giving him opportunities yep yeah it's really and cool. they had every right to bail too because um they had a gnarly car accident that's right i mean they should have died mm-hmm. um, airlifted out of there and yet continued to go back mm-hmm. it's just uh incredible incredible mm-hmm. obedience to what god was calling to do mm-hmm all right, so what are you uh, what are you excited about for? <laughs> I don't know the future. Yeah, missions or what could people yeah. be thinking about? That's I don't a good know. question. We yeah. we are ending um, in a couple weeks here our perspectives class I've been a six oh, yeah. week class just in interdu- inviting people to take a journey of where do you think God could place them in the Great Commission story? Mm-hmm. And so that's been fun to see like six people from Calvary going through that. Mm-hmm. We have our go teams that are getting trained up and yeah, ready to true. get sent out. So we have a team that's forming right now. High school kids going to Portugal. Yeah. 
hopefully getting one or two more to go to Lesvos, Greece. Yeah. And then looking for some more opportunities down the road as well. So yeah, getting those fired up. But we would love, uh, Brian said it so well yesterday, we'd love to journey with any of any of us who are just considering what's my role in the Great Commission? How yep. am I called to be participate? Yeah. And sometimes that's kind of confusing. It's not just a one size fits all. Yeah. You know, for some that might be loaning a car when a missionary comes into town. Mm-hmm. For others that might be doing a two week trip. Mm-hmm. Maybe for others it's like, no, I want to seriously look at doing business as mission, like taking my business skills and going somewhere with that, yeah. getting a visa for that. Yeah. Um, or giving. Like, frankly, we need. <laughs> Yeah. More people to jump into kind of the giving pool here at Calvary yep. to support some of the things that God's doing here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, we'd really implore you uh, to help support this because we want these missionaries and even some of the like partnership projects that we get excited mm-hmm. about. But we that stuff gets canceled first if we're short on funds because yeah. we want to so we support our missionaries is like is primary. Um, but yeah, but it can be. You know, it can be hard to be able to add more or things like that, or, or even to give. We feel like we even need to give like all of our missionaries like a bit of a raise of what we give towards them, yeah. you know, like kind of raise the whole thing just because as I, inflation affects everybody. Totally. Right? Yeah, and so it's just like the whole the whole world and like kind of the whole fundraising world is affected by that. And so yeah. we'd love to be able to support more, but we just need to be able to. Um, to be able to get more for that. So we'd ask just an employee to pray. Yeah. Just as the missionaries, like, so they all are praying constantly, yeah. listening for how to respond. And uh, as they're prompted that's by the good. Lord, same same for you. Yeah, yep. that's good. And yep. if you have any financial questions too, like, please hit us up. I know sometimes it's kind of confusing yep. how this works. Typically, an average Calvary missionary has about four supporting churches yep. and probably anywhere from 30 to 70 Yep. individual supporters. Mm-hmm. So it's not just Calvary. Yep. I mean, it takes a ton of people to send somebody out. Yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> when you, when you hear that, you're like, Whoa, how much money are they <laughs> like having to raise? I mean, we're not talking extreme amounts. Kind of depends on the country you're in. Totally. Um, and a lot of people giving you 50 bucks a month right. or whatever doesn't, right. you know, it doesn't yeah. add up to like everything you need to support yeah. your entire family overseas. Yeah. Exactly. So, and some are in more expensive places than others. Yep. And so it's just, you yeah. know, it's all valuable. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but it's all of us contributing and, and seeing where God has us in that. So, yeah. Yeah. That is a probably important thing for people to understand though, even of just like, they might think that if they're a Calvary supported missionary, that means we just give them like, a hundred thousand dollars or something right you know <laughs> or whatever yeah. a year but it doesn't yeah it's not how it works necessarily yeah. um but it probably costs like more than that for most honestly to mm-hmm. be able to kind of do what they because it's not just living in life but because yeah. and but it's their ministry and it's not just their ministry it's living in life right yeah. they need to be able to just sort of it's all of it you know eat and pay rent and yeah. whatever you know yeah. where they are and uh the world's the world's a difficult place to live in for all of us um, financially. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that's, that's good. Yeah. I'd love for, love for people to just jump in in some way. So just a great week of kind of celebrating God's work around the world, as well as um, giving just people different like opportunities Mm -hmm. for how you can get plugged in. So I'd love for you to, to figure that out for you. Yeah. And one last plug, jump into our 1002 email too, that comes out every Friday and even set your watches, clocks. (laughs) Yes. Um, Phones. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. But just a reminder to pray each day at 10. It was Rad Johns uh, who was speaking yesterday. His uh, phone went off right when he was closing, right? right when he was closing. <laughs> it's so good. So good. I know. I actually have my thing. You can on your like Apple, at least on iPhones, like I have it set to go off at 10.02 every day except Sunday. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so because often I'm like on stage. Yeah, it's right. When, at that point. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just don't need my phone like buzzing. It's funny. Most people in my life kind of know my schedule and know I'm not available Sunday mornings, but I did get a phone call from, we were camping in July at, um, and so the state park had a question about the reservation. Uh, they called me like at nine 45 in the middle of the service. I was like, Oh no, is that emergency? Like what's oh, happening? Yeah. Like picked it up and was like, Oh, it's nothing. <laughs> just, you talk about just like yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't, do you take your phone on stage with you? When we've you talked preach. about that. Yeah, we talked um, about this. No, I typically don't. Yeah, I don't either. I put it in the ground. Mm-hmm. I also don't like the look of like a bunch of stuff in my pockets. Yeah. Yeah. It anyway. feels uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I take my keys out. Let me but get a little public keep, service keep here. My, I, keep my wallet in. I could get in trouble for this it. with some of our, our uh, older generations. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, you know, okay. scriptures say, you know, honor those that are older than you. Oh, have hum- humility. Okay. But PSA, 
public service announcement. Yes. When your phone rings. Yes. You don't have to answer it. Correct. When you're, <laughs> when you're in a group setting. Yes. And you certainly don't have to talk to the person. Yes. Okay. That's all I need to say. Mm, so this is. I've witnessed this in the last 24 hours. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. In a group setting. Yeah. Phone rings. Someone goes, hello. Yes. Hey, do you mind if I call you back in a second? Yes. You don't need to do that. Yeah. Everybody knows if you didn't answer it that you can't talk right now. Yes. <laughs> and then you can call them back. <laughs> now there's exceptions. When Marie was pregnant with our four. Yeah. yeah. I was on like baby alert that last like trimester. So anytime yeah. Marie would call, I'd be like, I got to get this. This could be us heading to the hospital. Yes. So there's, I understand those type of things. Oh, should we have a little pet peeve segment here? I think, I think we I think should. We just should opened up our, a little. Our inner Tim McMahon. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, you don't need to answer it. No, you're right. You don't. And this even goes into John Clark's parenting or unparenting yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's actually, yeah, that's right. What's that? I already forgot the guy's name or whatever. The, I know. It's so um, good. I watched all the videos last those night. Those commercials are so funny. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I love those commercials. Yeah. You don't need to. What are the things those people do? You don't need to tell people to straighten the line out or, <laughs> or cur- you're in a line and that's one of them is like, oh, can we straighten up? The, can we tidy up the line? And you're like, no, no, no. You're not in charge of the line. It's fine. <laughs> you don't need to say working hard or hardly working. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, those are like kind of dad cliches that end up happening with uh with guys always. Oh, yep, I can line at Home Depot or something, you know. Right. I don't know, you say stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, he showed the one where the guy has his garage or his his trash cans labeled, yeah, and they're just like they're locked, dude, <laughs> locked and labeled. Nobody's trying to nobody's trying to take your trash, and if they did, does who cares? <laughs> Let them take uh, it. <laughs> it actually happens in our neighborhood every week. Guys oh, yeah, come yeah. through and pick up trash or, through the recycle or, or, stuff, or kind of, especially. Yeah, I go through it, and I have actually washed off. I've cleaned my trash cans. You've, cl- oh my goodness! <laughs> but tell me, tell me more about this. What was the? I mean, I didn't polish them or anything. I just, tell me like, the motivating factors going into that decision. The trash cans were dirty. Okay, so I just got a hose and. And it was a, like somehow upsetting you that they were dirty. Yes, you, you like them to be nice and clean. Yes. Okay. Are your trash cans visible from the street when you drive by? No. That's actually illegal in our neighborhood. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Illegal in your neighborhood? Yeah, I mean, on, like, on trash day, you can Santa take Santa Ana has, like, laws. I yes. feel like it's just, like, a lawless Yeah, society. City of Santa Ana, shout out to <laughs> our hardworking <laughs> officials. What? You, I mean, on trash day, you can put your cans yeah, out. Sure. But the other days, you can't, they can't be visible. They can't be visible. Yep. Interesting. You also can get a ticket in the City of Santa Ana. For parking, um, like having your bumper over the driveway. Oh, even your own. I mean, the sidewalk. It's like, so you have oh, to have your car yeah, yeah, yeah. enough in your driveway. If it's sticking out and blocking the sidewalk, you oh, can get yeah. a ticket. It makes me mad when people do that, though. I was literally, that was, it's funny, it's a pet peeve. This literally made me mad on Saturday <laughs> on my run. And I'm running up this street called uh, like Woodland or something like that. Uh-huh. It's with all the Eichler homes, like the kind of cool, it's yeah. like these cool I architectural houses. And there's these people that have these huge trucks uh-huh. that park it blocking the blocking the sidewalk. And so I have to have run to go out around into the street and run around. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. If they live in Santa Ana, they'd get a ticket. Yeah. So here's my other thing with this. Okay. For some reason, landscaping trucks uh-huh. are just allowed to park in bike lanes and block the entire thing. Oh. And sometimes what they do is they'll they'll park blocking the bike lane on like a major street uh-huh like portola irvine boulevard like right. scary like big major streets where people are going fast and i'm riding my bike and then it pushes me i have to go out into yeah, scary the actual lane and i'm like and they could have like scooted up like 100 yards and turned you know been around the corner yes. or something you know but yes i don't understand why the law doesn't apply to them like why can they just do this i don't know yeah yeah pet peeve that's a pet peeve yeah what do you got you got any others <laughs> Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. I have a lot. I have a lot. As I get older. Yeah. <laughs> when people do that, it bothers you. Marie and I had a, I was actually thinking about you. Oh, yeah. uh, do you want Friday, to lash out at Marie Friday now? morning. No, no, no. This is, we're, okay. we're a team. Okay. We went, we just had an awesome walk at Back Bay. So Ooh. we just went down to Back Bay, Newport. Yes. And the sun was actually out on Friday for a little bit. Felt like we're in Washington, right? Oh, the sun. Yes. Coming out. So we had a nice little walk. Um, but... Um, you always get mad when you're a biker mm-hmm. and there's pedestrians. Mm-hmm. And then I get it when you're a pedestrian, you get mad at bikers. Yep. Yep. Both but ways. I don't understand back Bay 
the route there. Like you got bikes flying at you. There's three lanes. Okay. <laughs> And I know this hits close to home because oh, this very was close to part home. of your accident situation yes. is there was someone not obeying. Yes. I was also there on Friday on my bike, <gasps> but it was later, a little later in the day, probably by the time I got there. Okay. Because I swam in the morning and yeah, we were I there also early morning. drove all around the world in the morning <laughs> for a canceled surf contest to Bolsa Chica, <laughs> which was quite frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> Bummer. But okay. Yes. There's three lanes, Matthew. Okay. Were you were you walking in one of the bike lanes? I don't know. There's not like there, how do you know? There are signs. I didn't there see any. There are signs painted on the ground that say walking only on the closest to the water. Okay, so that's the walking lane. That's the walking lane. Closest to the back bay. Yeah, and then the next one is the like bike lane that goes towards the ocean. Okay. And then the other one is the big wide lane yes. that's both bikes and cars going away from the ocean. Okay. That's the rules. We were definitely in the middle lane. <laughs> you were walking in that middle lane. Yes. You could have, you could see people did this to me even <laughs> since my crash. And now I'm like, so PTSD that I freak out. I like, could have like yelled at you probably. I, I, like, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Get out of the way. And then also we're like, I think that was, I think that was Eric. Yeah, exactly. I know. I try, I try not to do that. Cause that, that can get you can get pastor Wakeling in trouble. <laughs> But yeah, the, the flesh sometimes, yeah, yeah. I, I do feel the anger, but I try to control it. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's only because I've almost died. It's, well, yeah, it's fine. It no big deal. It's cool. Your convenience, though, is probably just as important as my I safety. I agree. <laughs> Any other pet peeves for you? Uh, well, I feel like I just said one because you just said you went for a walk. Oh, uh, yeah. And it turned, that, that didn't it really, turned into my pet I guess peeve. I was a pet. Yeah, I was the producer of the pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real nice place though to go. Yeah, it's so you guys, you, need to, you need to get it. down there. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And you'll likely run into Lloyd and Nancy Peckham. Yes, they write it. Yep. Quite so often. I see them quite a bit. Uh, I think they are a little more patient with people than I am, just by <laughs> nature. A, a just by nature, and B because they're also cruising a little bit slower on purpose. Sure. Lloyd has high capacity, but oh, yeah, he just cruises on purpose. Yep. Um. But yeah. Uh. Anyway, this was fun. It was great. Uh, look forward to it. So we'll have like a missions, like a reach focus Sunday, typically in November. Yep. Um, so somewhere on the third week in November, yeah, Sunday, like I think before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, our next time of like mm -hmm. a big focus on, on it, but, um, yeah, yeah listen up for different like updates totally. and things like that. So again, going to fill out the card or whatever, mm -hmm. like, like nine, seven, zero, 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 fill out the card and then you can get like the the reach email yeah, we'll I'm jump, sure that we'll way. throw you on our yep. reach um thing every friday it's great yeah awesome okay thanks don that's great and thank you for listening to the calvary life podcast oh yeah <laughs> thanks again for listening to the calvary life podcast if you'd like to share any of your thoughts please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org you can find out more about the show on instagram at calvary life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast